Green Radar presents Film Dorks. Welcome to the latest Film Dorks. I'm Tom. I'm Nick. I'm Lucas. I'm Jeff. All right, we did it. Today we're talking about some spoofs. Spoofs from the 80s, to be precise. Yeah, because we, we did do uh, a spoof cast before where we covered mostly the 70s, which was, you know, we talked about Mel Brooks's Young Frankenstein and and Mel Brooks is high anxiety and Mel Brooks is because he kind of ran he ran the show and then and then we and then we did the Zucker Brothers Kentucky Fried Chicken and of course we ended with Airplane which was technically 1980 right but it was an appropriate place to to end the beginning of the spoof movie because there really wasn't much prior to the 70s right so yeah and this era now is the Zucker Brothers era I mean they even though other people have passed right yeah yeah, and and I, I would argue that they are the best at this. Like Mel Brooks has a style, and he doesn't just do yeah spoofs. Um, We're gonna get but, into why actually, and I think yeah. the movie I'm reviewing, Top Secret, shows you why they stopped straying too far. Whereas Mel Brooks kind of he yeah he had his thing, and he um you know he kept improving on it in some ways and changing it a little, but it always stayed true to being a Mel Brooks movie and I think they got slapped down a little bit in their career so then they said no 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 this is what we do and just focused on you know doing what they do well yeah yeah so let's go over the films that we're going to talk about in order here it's uh 1982 it was Airplane 2 the sequel uh followed by 84 is uh Johnny Dangerously and uh what else Top Top Secret. Secret Top Secret right and then Spaceballs. After that, we have Spaceballs. And uh, last but not least is The Naked Gun. Definitely yes. not least. Um, uh, there were certainly more There were certainly more spoofs in the 80s, but these and, are... And as we go ones. through some of them, maybe we can mention a couple other ones that certainly deserve mentioning. Because honestly, the 80s is kind of the epicenter, like the great, the golden age of spoof. It yeah. found its form and it cranked them out. Not all of them great, but uh, it did a better job at handling the spoof than, than the 70s and, the 2000s. And, and, the, and the 90s even, even though there's some great ones in the 90s. And the 90s got any, a little Anything, anything yeah. after 2000, and 2000, 2001 maybe? I don't know if there, there hasn't been, there hasn't been a great There hasn't been a great spoof movie in 20 years. No. Yeah. It was a pretty steep, Right. Downfall. Yeah. A massively steep downfall. And I I know who is to blame, but we'll get into that at some point. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll talk get, to yeah. the, about that in, uh, in the two next more podcasts. Yeah. Exactly. I'm going to see if I can get us a, an interview for the next podcast, too, because I'm on friendly, friendly terms with... Because you got connection with a, one of the, one the, of the biggest spoof writers, um, modern spoof writers of all time. So. It, it's Nicki Minaj's cousin's and friend. And we've had, we've had, <laughs> I've had I, heard, I heard his balls were swollen. So I've had long conversations with him and we were both like, yeah, they're to blame. <laughs> okay. the, we'll get into the that. reasons. But let's, but let's focus on good, happy things like the 80s. Yeah, movies. man. Let's so, begin. Uh, I'll start. Yes. Yeah. So when we left off, we were talking airplanes. So it's kind of a natural uh, handshake yeah. to the eighties that we do. Airplane two. Airplane two. The, the sequel. sequel. Uh, made in 1982, despite our little uh, discussion about handing the reins off to the Zucker brothers and Jim Abrams, they did not actually make this movie. They That's wrote right. it. They, they refused. Right. Didn't they? Didn't they write it? They had nothing to do with it. 
Oh, I, th- I thought they were offered it and they turned it down because they didn't want to have to do a sequel. That's correct. Uh, instead, it was written and directed by Ken Finkelman, who's a Canadian uh, writer and director. Prior to this, he, his only real credits, he had, he direct, he wrote um, Who's That Girl, uh, which was, I think, after this, and then with Madonna, and um, he wrote Grease 2, which is another film that the, the original creators didn't want to come back for, so they brought him on. Um, he went on to create and start a show called The Newsroom in Canada, which is like a Larry Sanders-ish kind of show, which was very successful, so... Uh, so this, um, was a successful film at the box office at the box, office. Uh, yeah. $3.5 million budget. It brought in $171 million. That's a win. Ooh, that's a big yeah. win. Yeah. Uh, huge. The win. critics, not so much. <laughs> Major. Uh, they were not as kind of, a lot of the reviews were it's funny, but compared to airplane, it's not. Yeah. Which God, you know what? He was set to fail 100%. in that regard. I mean, how do you talk? I'll, I'll tell you what, I will argue against that. For sure. Like I will argue agreed for that. <laughs> Air, Airplane is overall a better film, but Airplane 2 is funny as I fuck. Agree. Okay. At 12 years old, it's funny. so funny. It was so funny. And there's no dis- when I was a kid, there was no discernible difference between the two as far as the, the level of comedy. Well, yeah, and Nick stopped aging at 12, so <laughs> his humor definitely. You mean his penis. Um <laughs> balls. <laughs> Um, was that from Airplane 2? I couldn't tell. Well, listen, this probably. one does have the, the benefit it's of having funny. William Shatner oh, it's in it, which to this great, day yes. makes me so happy. And his all his bits in there are incredible. He, he took yeah, it's worth it for him. of Leslie Nielsen in playing it so dead straight. So so straight. Yep. You know, because Leslie well, Nielsen. So to, really... Give the plot of this one so that we can know, because we'll watch the trailer, but the, you know, for our audience, but give us the plot. What is the plot of it? It's basically a, a combination of the, of the plot of the first one um, with 2001, mm-hmm. a space odyssey. Uh, it's a mission yeah. that the first man uh, space, it's during the shuttle um, days for all you youngins out there. We actually used to have a, a, a shuttle program here in the U S um, and it was, they're going to the moon. Uh, Shatner plays the commander on the moon. Uh-huh. Once again, Lloyd Bridges comes back as, and in, in the mm-hmm. tower down, you know, control. <laughs> He's so fucking great. Um, so uh, Stephen Stucker, who was the uh, Jacobs, the the really funny guy, and at uh, um, the very gay funny guy, uh, he came back as well. Yeah, um, really funny. Part Nick ate somebody. Yeah. I Leon's getting larger. Is the I still <laughs> quote? I actually I quote a lot of these movies to this day. Uh, most of the cast returned. Uh, Robert Hayes, Julie Heck, yeah. Regis, Peter Graves came back. Um, and but they added in addition, Shatner, they get Chuck Connors and Raymond Burr which are great. Mm-hmm. Um, George Wen had a small role. Pat Sajak played an anchorman from Buffalo in it. Fun fact. Hey, rough in the buff. Um, but yeah, so it's basically the, right. the, it, they're in the stress. Once again, the control uh, in this case, instead of um, everyone getting sick, the control, the, the shuttle gets taken over by the computer like 2001. And once again, Robert Hayes has to, um, a striker has to come and save the day and, and land the plane. Yeah. But this is so typical of an 80 sequel, <laughs> which is same, but more. Right. Exactly what it is. Like, and and that's that was what we were like learned to expect in the '80s from a sequel, which is like, no, I just want this the same movie I saw previously and just make it a little bigger, right. a little, you know, change it up a little bit, add a few more things. Like we get a Bernie's two, and I, I <laughs> you get Mannequin two, you can literally First Blood Part two, you can go through the whole list, and it's like the '80s was just like same but more, right. um, for good or bad. And I think you know, in retrospect, as we're seeing, like mostly for the bad. Right. Um, no, I'm telling you, this movie makes me laugh as much as it's airplane. Funny. 
Okay. It's okay. just sure. as funny. Okay. What, I mean, did I you watch of, it? Did you watch it? I haven't seen it since I was a kid. No. Okay, you should watch it again. I will gladly don't. watch it. I will watch it because I loved William Shatner. Listen, I liked this actually a lot as a kid, but like I don't go back and revisit it like I do the first airplane. You sh- well, you haven't. No, you know, so you can't really okay. Sure, defend your own. Argument. I was surprised. Right. I haven't. I haven't seen it. In decades, I was surprised so when I found out that the Zucker re-watch. brothers and Adrian Abrams had nothing to do with it because the. It's Me too. On. I always thought they did until until I looked it up, and I didn't watch it for this cast, but I watched it like last year. I watch this movie frequently. Okay, about as much as I watch Airplane, and I think they're both on par. They're just fucking funny from top to bottom. It, 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 he was able to really hone in on that style, that Zucker Brothers style in this movie. It's like totally a zany. Yeah, I'll take challenge accepted, Nick, because I know the first one too well, where it's like, I still laugh at it, but it's- it's, Oh, me too. The first one's fucking- Maybe the second one, I'll get even more enjoyment out of it because I'll be surprised by bits that I didn't understand when I was a kid or something. I think, I don't know, maybe, but I think you're going to enjoy it. I I really do. It's fucking- You have the trailer? Challenge accepted. (laughs) Let's watch the trailer. Let's watch this trailer. This holiday season, let Paramount Pictures take you for the ride of your life with Airplane 2, the sequel. Get your ticket for the funniest movie of the year, Airplane 2, the sequel. I got smoking, non-smoking, first class, coach, economy, by the aisle, by the window. Airplane 2, the sequel, reunites old friends. Ted, I have the strangest feeling we've been through this exact same thing before. Except this time, I know exactly what I'm doing, Elaine. Well, my goodness, Scraps is a boy dog, isn't he? Airplane 2 gives you more drama. We've been thrown off course just a tad. In space terms, that's about half a million miles. The bumps you feel are asteroids smashing into the hull of the ship. We're also out of coffee. More action. That your puppy, son? Yeah, his name's Scratch, and he's going to the moon with us. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No dogs are allowed on the shuttle. I'm afraid Scraps will have to be shot. And more romance. Sir, you should really put that case in the compartment above your head. I'll, I'll keep it with me. Well, I can help you if you can't get it up. The word is out. Now, what kind of traveler's checks were they? They were American... Excess. Oh. I'm afraid you're screwed. See Airplane 2, the sequel, because it will grow hair on bald men, make fat ladies thin, let fish breathe out of water, make blind men see, give hope to the depressed and the downtrodden, let the sun shine on a cloudy day, remove warts, help convicts go straight, clear up bad skin, turn an upside down cake right side up. And by the way, You may now remove your 3D glasses and immediately return them to the attendant in the lobby. We hope your use of these glasses has enhanced your enjoyment of scenes from Airplane 2, the sequel. The funniest comedy of the year. Airplane 2, the sequel. Wow, what a cool trailer. That was was hilarious. I'm so glad I watched that in real time. (laughs) Yeah, me me too. Um, yeah, it's funny. It's a funny movie. Yeah, well, it, we're both done no, well, so how can no, how can our audience watch this if they want to go watch Airplane? It is currently uh for if you have a mm-hmm. stars um account, it's free. It is but, uh, yeah. stars right now. So, uh, yeah, it's not it's available to rent for, rent. for like three bucks. Yeah. Everywhere else. Yeah. So you can 
watch it on demand. And uh, a lot of these are actually pretty cheap if you buy them. Right. Yeah. Because I ended up just buying mine because there's only two dollars more. Oh yeah. To have it. All my the favorite. Time. And these are movies I watch all the time, anyways. My so favorite part of this it. movie is Shatner, and it's everything on the moon. Um, particularly the uh, the voice activated doors, <laughs> and they just have to go, shh, shh, and then it makes that same noise when it opens yeah. and closes. It's hysterical. There's some dumb shit in this that is yeah, just there, so there's funny. A, there's a lot of little bits and pieces. Like, I mean, the uh, the music that they play during the launches and stuff is from Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, several times during the movie, there's like a, like a fast sort of electronic beeping noise, and that's from like an Atari disk drive loading. Um, you know, there, there's lots of I just my favorite thing when I was a kid like is that. when Shatner was on the screen, right? And then suddenly he opens the door, and it's just like him there. It's, it's, a, it's a window. Yeah, it's just yeah. a window. Yeah. That's so great. I mean, that's a really good fi- like film gag. Which right? Mel which yeah. Mel Brooks kind of steals a little bit, but we'll talk about mm-hmm. it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, um, yeah. line he's like his second yeah. command's like all these these lights are all are blinking out of sync. And he goes, Well, get them to blink in sync. That's his order. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm just glad Shatner had, you know, had it in him to 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 do a spoof and do a parody. I, right. it, it took it would take decades for him to finally start doing more actual comedy, right? Um, which he then would do. He actually did do a spoof. He did do a movie that spoofed his whole uh, uh, career as what is it at um, conventions that I've never seen. Oh, I didn't either. either. Yeah, I, I have it on my like Amazon watch list, but I've never watched it. You can, however, go to screenwriter.com and read my interview with William Shatner. Well, I will be doing that right now. So there you go. Airplane 2, William Shatner. Interview on Screen Radar. Check it out. Yes. Okay, so uh, shall we move on? Shall we? Well, next up would be... uh, Johnny D. Johnny D. And Dangerous. Right. And uh, so this one came out in 84, and it was directed by Amy Heckerling. Mm -hmm. Um she uh this was a her first like big movie but she'd done a couple before this and uh afterwards uh had had quite a had, still has a career uh she's hey you, she working. certainly does um, yeah yeah she huge but, um, career. she's she's made uh fat well fast times at ridgemont high clueless uh the look who's talking <laughs> movies um and one of my favorite comedies uh national lampoon's european vacation yeah the unsung um, one really that's like airplane that two of that series oh yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. um and uh i i i actually hadn't seen this movie until today um wait for real I, i've I, yeah i've seen little clips and things like oh, that i'm so but, happy um, that you finally watched yeah it. except the the only thing is that uh yeah it's not available anywhere except on YouTube in the shittiest possible oh, form that you can oh. imagine. Is that serious? There's no um, like good copies yeah, of it? Yeah, so you, it's, you can watch you can it on buy YouTube it for as free. A DVD. You can buy it as a DVD on Amazon, but it's not available anywhere else. Oh, that's a uh, bummer. For streaming. But yeah, yeah, you watch I, it, and it's a little box inside of your screen, and the rest of the screen is a backdrop with a big like fucking upper third banner. And... and and they put it in this the whole movie. It's just so box. so YouTube can subscribe. Can't, uh, yeah, it, it's and, like, and it's also okay. sped up by ten percent. Oh, that's so the bots don't get them. Do they? Do yeah. they flip it too? They do that a lot too. 
I don't think so, no. Oh, uh, that's a shame because this movie I loved as a kid. So for people who haven't seen it, if, if you don't mind, just like give us a little description or whatever. Yeah, so uh, Michael Keaton and Joe Piscopo are the two uh, lead actors, and uh, Keaton plays uh, this this kid growing up in Chicago in the Prohibition era, and it's it's basically a um, a send up of all the uh, gangster movies from the '40s and '50s, the mm-hmm. James Cagney type of movies, and um, it follows. Uh, a plot that he uh, grows up to be a gangster and everybody knows who Johnny dangerously is except for his mother and his brother and his brother uh, wants to be a lawyer and then ends up being uh, the attorney general and uh, he's going to try and like clean up the town. And, and so that sort of risks him finding out that his brother is the biggest gangster in town. I mean, that's and, such a classic um, film. Yeah. Noir setup totally. from those, the gangster era. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's, it actually directly uh, mirrors um, a real movie that had James Cagney in it. Um, I'm going to see if I can find that. Yeah, I mean, that's not surprising. And that's the thing that's, that's I love about this film, but that I can understand probably why it wasn't as popular is that they were sending up movie, a, a, a genre that was popular and like the, 30s 40s and right i don't even think it made it into the 50s like so this is like an old no. genre so that no, like they're definitely like airplane was spoofing um airport which yeah was which not were in the old. 70s we just came right. off of those airport movies and right, this is spoofing right. movies no, this that is... were like decades old um yeah and from a completely different style of filmmaking and, tone, yeah. and acting and writing i mean and that was the one thing that i was super impressed with in this is is how well michael keaton you could have pulled him off that screen made it black and white dropped him in one of those movies and he would have been a star like this is what's so cool about oh, yeah. well you know what's great he's part of his old stand-up routine he talks about the cadence yeah of those old of the old movies, old gangster yeah. movies. so it's yeah and, perfectly uh, another thing is like this this makes me miss michael keaton doing comedy he hasn't yes. done comedy in a long time and besides this there's mr mom Mm-hmm. There's Beetlejuice, Multiplicity. Gung-ho. Like he's just a comedic genius. Gung Ho, um, yeah, that movie. Yeah, but that great. was like a comedy drama. Gung Ho, right? Um. Anyway, uh, yeah. So the uh the plot of this movie um basically mirrors Manhattan melodrama with William Powell and Clark Gable. Oh, good cast. Okay. Um, except they play orphans in it, and this one um his uh he's got like an Irish mother that. <laughs> She's uh, so. She, I love how she's clearly, like always doing laundry, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, and she's um, like, I just turned thirty. She's yeah, like eighty years old. Um, but like, yeah, she's always, she's always got medical conditions. Oh yeah, and, she's always uh, dying from something. Yeah. There's there's always this uh, doctor that's like claiming that he can fix her, but he, his fees keep going up and up and up. Yeah, because they're spoofing. Uh, that was always like one of the plot devices in those old gangster movies, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it was, I got to turn to a life more, of crime because my ma has cancer. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Maureen Stapleton. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a ton. There's mom. a ton of great. Dude, the cast is killer. Yeah, the Mary, Mary Lou Henner is the love interest. Oh, she, Peter, she does guilt. Peter O'Toole. What's his name? Ray uh, Ray Watson. Watson from um. Danny yep. DeVito from um, uh, yeah. So Ray Walston plays the playing guy. Uh, he, he plays the newspaper guy yes. who keeps getting, getting hit, hit with bundles of newspapers. Yeah, and he loses and like, one of his one, senses. One of them, well, one of them makes him blind, and then the yeah. next one makes him be able to see again. 
and then he gets hit with another one that makes him deaf and then another one makes him be able to hear again but he can't remember who he is <laughs> yeah um, and so that guy uh i i having not seen this movie the only thing that i know him from is the movie rad where he, oh when, yes which is the next the movie BMX that he movie. did okay yeah. wow yeah he plays the like uh the local town uh like uh, business guy that ends up helping out. Uh, oh, he was Jones. in a ton of shit. Oh, Popeye. He yeah, was Best Times Richmond High. Yeah, yeah he was in Paint Your Wagon oh, and, and all kinds of stuff. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. but uh, so this movie, I mean, it sucks that there's not a good uh, version. Dick Buckus is in this. Oh, dude, the, uh, this is the Joe Piscopo is charming in this film. Like, I can't believe the yeah. words came out of my mouth, but I said that. And like, yeah, right? I, well, I mean, he's playing. He's you know, great. A classic gangster guy. Yeah, he's playing. The, the, the funny thing about Joe Piscopo's character is that they worked him into what is really oh, one of the, the more creative trailers I've ever seen. Um, and the trailer is like a spoof yeah. in and of itself. It's a spoof uh, of a trailer. A, yeah. Yeah. Let's take a look at that now. you you're from saturday night live you're joe Pitton. i'm danny berman this chump was going to show you some previews for a new gangster movie called johnny dangerously check this out does this jerk look like a real gangster to you he looks like michael keaton to me i love johnny t-shirts i love johnny believe it or not everybody loves this guy Broads love him. I'm not wearing a bra, Johnny. That makes two of us. Oh! You gotta watch your head left, Ma. His mother loves him. I love him, but someday I'm gonna knock him on his... We should spend some time together. The DA loves him. See, two weeks in Puerto Rico. You got fire. Verb. The new torch singer loves him. You got those. I like those animals. Little babies love him. Oh, wait! The warden loves him. Johnny, it's an honor to have you on Guff Road. Ah, don't be silly. Pleasure's all mine. <laughs> Even the Pope loves him. Go yourself a new gym at the Vatican, eh? Well, this is one guy who ain't got no love for this phony. You shouldn't hang me on a hook. My father hung me on a hook once. Once. Well, Johnny's busted Mike Chops for the last time. Gee, he looked like a terrific guy to me. <laughs> Michael Keaton, Joe Piscopo, Danny DeVito, Dom DeLuise, Peter Boyle, Griffin Dunn, Richard Dimitri, Ray Walston. See Johnny Dangerously at a selected theater near you. I knew somebody who went to a selected theater once. Once. Title song by Weird Al Yankovic. So by the way, that's the quote I use all, I, all the time, even in my life, which is, my my father hung me on a hook once. And it's hook once. 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 I mean, <laughs> yeah. I still he does that this with his finger. He doesn't like really just point it. He kind of he does this. He was funny right. as hell in this movie. Anyway, like that's yeah. what a clever and trailer and what a my good. My sister you know, shot me once. Once. <laughs> once. We used to quote the mom all the time. You want to hump your brains out? Ba boom. Ba boom. Ba boom. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the other thing. Yeah, the mom is like filthy. Uh, I mean, uh-huh. not really filthy, but she's but, dirt. You know, she's. I love, a, I'm gonna knock him on. She's a horn dog, I guess you could say. Yeah. And and this was one of the first ever PG-13 movies too. Oh, this and. Oh, really? uh, Temple of Doom, right? Like, yeah. 
Crazy. Um, right. Danny, Danny DeVito is also in this, and apparently he came uh, he came right off of the filming of Jewel of the Nile. Wow. Um, and almost missed his uh, start date because of that. Well, you can miss um, Jewel of the Nile and just watch this movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Have right, a better well, evening. This movie is a um, lot of fun. It's not my. Favorite it's a lot of fun. It's movie. not. It's not like just packed with jokes like some of the Zucker Brothers movies are. Um, but it but it moves good. It moves fast. It doesn't really have any slow parts, and it's got a plot that it follows. You know, it it, it is a a good movie, and I I had a good time watching it, and it holds yeah. up. Yeah, and Michael Keaton. It's man. more like it's more like a Mel Brooks style spoof yeah. than it is like a Zucker Brothers style spoof. Yeah, but it yeah. really I mean, does. It's got, nail it's got that a little bit of everything. Gangster, yeah. like, That's why it's more Mel Brooks because it actually is kind of the movie. It's spoofing, and you know, and yeah, it's, it's kind of like when he did Young Frankenstein. He did mm-hmm. kind of a spoof movie. It's the same thing, but t- doing a movie that like from you know 30, 40 years before you know so yeah but just watching michael keaton doing comedy where he's charming also is i mean it's worth it just to watch him do his whole shtick uh mm-hmm. you know that work it's the whole reason to watch this movie over and over again because it's like like you, we all said we don't get enough of him doing comedy and this is one of the probably the roles that most people haven't seen him in and the only time you ever seen him doing comedy and i was on talk shows he's great on talk shows he's still a great oh, guest really? He's really funny mm-hmm. i don't watch a lot of those either but <laughs> But it is Michael Keaton. So if yeah. anything, go watch it. It's Michael Keaton. Like, why would yeah, you not watch a Michael Keaton movie? I love that he's got such a resurgence in his career now, too. I, I love that. because he was Yeah, he's got that big new long. movie on Netflix right now, Worth, where he plays the lawyer who has to like, try to figure a dollar amount on the lives lost during 9-11. Oh, geez. Which, so, well, the uh, movie that you should watch, which he was so good in, I don't know if people saw, is The Founder, where he's like the founder of McDonald's great. or whatever. Yeah, he's great. In that. Ooh, he's, he's just fucking, total he's, jerk in it. It's so good. If, like you want to not like him, well, but it's Michael Keaton playing a jerk. So you kind of he, he plays a pretty good jerk in Birdman too. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot oh, about that one. That yeah. Movie, anyway, he's fucking incredible in that. Yeah, I didn't. Anyways. I didn't like Birdman. Birdman as much as I wanted to because I felt as if every oh. scene was an acting. It was just like, like an, an acting reel, like intentionally set up as an acting reel. <laughs> I, I admit, thought it was that a, movie was fucking. But he was great. I mean, it was so stylized, which is why I kind of liked it. Okay, but yeah, we're going to move that. on to... Yes. So I'm going to change top my background to talk about Top Secret. Okay, so Top Secret was the Zucker Brothers. And I, all right, after Airplane 2, which they did not do, uh, they wanted to do something, I think, a little more ambitious and artistic, which is what you get, which is a the weirdest movie they ever did. Um, I'm going to read the, the plot of it. the weirdest spoof out there. And it remember is. how we just said how... Uh, what's it called? Um, Johnny Dangerously was spoofing in like an era of film that was like decades mm-hmm. old. Well, they did the same thing. They do a parody of World War II spy movies in which an American rock and roll singer played by Val Kilmer becomes involved in a resistance plot to rescue a scientist imprisoned in East Germany. For our listeners out there who are maybe younger, Germany used to be divided to East and West. Anyway, <laughs> um, you know, it, this movie doesn't make any sense. It's a French resistance movie like World War II taking place in modern times. Right. They also with the 1950s con- vibe with, with him. The 50s vibe of him playing Elvis. So like right. already mm-hmm. it doesn't really make any sense because it's like a surre- surrealistic masterpiece in my eyes. Like I'm so glad they made this movie and it makes sense why it wasn't as popular. Why after this, I felt like they got burned. I don't think it made as much money. I'd have to check. Um, uh, 
on, on what it made in the box office, but it was definitely not critically as well received and commercially as well received as airplane or probably even airplane too. And it's a shame because this is like, as a kid, I was so obsessed with this movie because I didn't, I just didn't get it. Like it didn't make sense. It was so like absurdist and, un, and surreal to me. And it was kind mm-hmm. of that gateway into that where they really play with filmmaking techniques and expectations. Yeah. Like, so many of the sight gags that they create in this movie are some of the coolest so things weird. in film. Yeah, they're like, really weird. They do a whole sequence that's done in reverse. And it's like, cause they're supposed to be right. speaking like Swedish or something. So they're just speaking in reverse. And it, so it's a one shot. It's a long take that they do entirely in reverse, just in the middle of this movie. And like, or when Val Kilmer's staring out the um, Neek Rivers is staring out like the, the window of the train and you see this, the scenery moving past. And it turns out uh-huh. it's the station leaving and he's stuck there. Like how many times have you been on a train and you think you're moving and you're not? That's like totally crazy that they, they had a, there was a psychic like that airplane too, actually with the jury. Yeah, they, the, lawyers, the lawyers walking against the jury and the jury keeps moving and he stops. So, well, let's watch the trailer real quick. So if people haven't seen this, we can talk about some of the, the shots they'll watch. Okay. Look. I'm not the first guy who fell in love with a girl he met in a restaurant who then turned out to be the daughter of a kidnapped scientist, only to lose her to a childhood lover who she'd last seen on a deserted island and who turned out 15 years later to be the leader of the French underground. I know. It It all sounds like some bad movie. Got a girl named Daisy. She almost drives me crazy. Got a girl named Daisy. She almost drives me crazy. She walked me to the east. She walked me to the west. But she's the girl that I love best. So do the fruit and we're back so, uh, <laughs> so i have a, a tidbit about this sure. movie because um my sister like saw this movie and she was in love with val kilmer Dude, val this Kilmer's movie was on in my house all the fucking time yeah she thought he was the sexiest thing six, since rex smith and um <laughs> there's a reference for you <laughs> if you're alive in the 70s um but yeah she so i saw this movie a ton when i was younger and it was weird i had one of those weird things where like i love the movie but i wanted to hate it because my sister thought oh. it was so hot <laughs> well i had it on vhs we recorded <laughs> it off of like hbo or whatever one of the channels so i would watch this one all the time it was like on repeat but it had like a great soundtrack it was all like 50 songs that were spoofed right. so it's not only like a world war ii slash spy movie slash oh they also put in um what's the the brooke shields movie um where she's on the island oh oh, lagoon uh, they even have a blue Blue lagoon Lagoon, subplot like it it makes no fucking sense this movie yeah it's and um uh, there's also all these really raunchy jokes they kind of cross the line with the anal fister remember the the guy it's like and he gets killed because he plugs it in and he didn't understand the the difference in european and american wattage (laughs) So he killed himself by <laughs> fisting himself in the ass to death. But like as a kid, you kind of knew it. It's just like implied. And Omar Sharif is in it. 
like Omar yeah, Sharif is in the fucking movie. Anyway, like everything about this film, I adore. And it's, it's, he's another one too that he didn't he didn't do a ton of comedies. He no. this he did, uh, he did Real Genius, which is great. Yeah, oh, Real and Genius. Later on, yeah. he did the Kids Kids Bang Bang with Robert Downey Jr. But that was much later in his yeah, career. I mean, Val Kilmer. I mean, it's funny because uh, the documentary that's out now, he talks about like re- maybe not regretting doing this movie, but he doesn't like this movie, and it sucks to think about that because this truly like put him on the map. And also, like, it's a legitimately an artistic masterpiece because it's so weird. Like, it's I can't I don't think there's another spoof movie or film that's anything like this film. Um, yeah. And, and you know, agree. and I'm not saying it's, it's a success. A <laughs> like, they even have an underwater fight scene. The big, like, battle at the end is, like, this long, drawn-out underwater <laughs> fight scene that had to be really difficult to film. Like, like the yeah. fact that they throw that in the middle of the spoof movie, like it's it's more absurdist than it is spoof almost is what I'll say. The guy fought the, That's the, the guard falling off the top and he shatters into a thousand pieces like a like China. Like it just it doesn't make any sense. It truly is almost like Dolly made a spoof movie. At yeah, <laughs> I see. That's interesting because this is one I was like going to watch, but I didn't get time to watch this one. And now I really have okay. to go. I'll watch, watch Airplane Two review. You go watch yeah, Top I'll Secret. Yeah, I'll watch Top Secret. Dude, there's skeet more surfing. of uh, language stuff yeah. in this movie too. Like, um, there, there's a lot of like foreign language jokes that yeah. that only, like, you would only get if you actually knew those languages. Like, um, the German officer uh, gets an order and he replies uh, in German, "I love you, honey." Um, and, and then. Uh, <laughs> Like there's another part in uh, in uh, oh in German uh, or no no he, uh, somebody says a Yiddish curse that says go it's uh, funny yeah it, it it's it's amazing to see like the the amount of levels that they will go to to just pack in jokes that but I like, think not everyone will even get. You but know? I think that's well, what you know they, what? They, that's why this one was kind of a misfire for them commercially and 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 uh, critically right. is that it was just too cerebral and weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and what's interesting is like this is obviously the situation where they were in a position after airplane to turn down airplane two so mm-hmm. they could make this yeah. instead. And they were allowed to make it. Um, and then they were corralled back in a little bit, I think, after this. because And maybe it, for it, the best, like, to be honest. As much as, like I said, yeah. this one was on repeat as a kid. And I think it's one of their masterpieces. But, like, I'm glad they kind of, like, course corrected and went back to doing the things they do really well. Which will be later mm-hmm. in the episode we'll talk about. Yeah. Okay. Enough so, of Top Secret. Would you secret. call it a, call it a uh, sophomore slump, maybe? I wouldn't. Well, I think it's what happens when, like Nick was saying, when you get too much power as and you have too much creative control. Like, the studio doesn't, like, help force you to do something a little more, like, popular and mainstream. Which means you can make incredible art. Yeah, but that's But it great. doesn't necessarily mean you're going to make a better movie. Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's great. That yeah. way, you know. Right, yeah. It's, it's, like, uh, it's like mall rats, you know? Yeah. Yeah, oh, like and, and no, no, but fans of uh, but fans of Kevin Smith adore Mallrats. But I you know, right? That's yeah, what made me like but there's nothing it, wrong with it. No, but it's, like it. but you know, a lot. Of, I'm not a huge fan, but no, but like, trust me, I've had this argument with Kevin Smith fans. Like, they will fight you to the death over that movie. It's not yeah, a good movie. Like, whatever. <laughs> okay. The first it. time you watch that movie, it's fucking hysterical. But on repeat viewings, it gets worse and worse. I feel like that's and, every Kevin um, Smith movie, but okay. And listen, I like Kevin Smith. I appreciate what he has done. He's obviously a cool dude and he has created his own universe. And that's yeah. awesome. I appreciate him more as 
for that yeah i you know and i'm Same. fine with people liking him cool like he's at least something and i'll unique. go see clerks three anyhow right, well, next we, we can talk about that on the kevin smith podcast exactly that's right <laughs> all right uh, so who's well, we next? should talk about mel brooks and Spaceballs. yeah so um space came out came nice. out in 1987 What's that? Yeah, he's got Spaceballs' shirt on. See, so there was merchandise. merchandise. And now, thanks to Tom, Mel Brooks is about to get sued. <laughs> You're welcome. But You're they welcome. better hurry up and sue him. Yeah, yeah he's saying. still kicking. How old is he? 99 90-something. Yeah, he's old. Can we just give a little love for Mel Brooks, the fact that he killed Nazis in real life and then like made movies making fun of Nazis? I mean, he's the ultimate yeah. badass. He's the ultimate badass. You know what? Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks is one of the greats. And and this is, you know, there's a lot of Mel Brooks movies I like, but I fucking love Spaceballs. It is his it is his epoch of, I think so, yeah. of spoof movies. Now, this high like water Young Frankenstein, you, I, yeah, I could see where you'd argue with me and say that's, that's a, a better, better film. Movie. Right. But Spaceballs is his best spoof movie. It's from opening, mm-hmm. the opening crawl to the, the last frame of the movie, pretty much. It's, it's absolutely hysterical. This and is probably the spoof got, movie I've watched more than any other spoof movie. So, one of mine um, too yeah a little throwback to johnny dangerously the the bumper sticker gag is in johnny dangerously too uh the one the same idea yeah. that was on the back of Spaceball one Balls, um where yeah. it says we break for no one no one um in johnny dangerously it, it was uh we break for gangsters oh really um yeah <laughs> so but you know, if I, I mean, I'd be surprised if anybody watching this hasn't seen this movie. In which case, you should absolutely go watch it. But, uh, but it, you know, it it really is, you know, obviously a spoof of Star Wars. And in in fact, that that the, to do this movie, they had to agree to not make merchandise. Really? Which is yes. So the only toys they ever made for the sh- for the movie were featured the little action figures he's and, playing with. Only ones they've ever made for the film. Yeah. Because of the deal they cut with George Lucas to be able to wow. speak yep. Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars. So so that's why and through the whole movie. So that's why we never got the flamethrower. No, but that's yeah. what's so funny about it. Like they they he literally that, po- pokes. That's fun. why you never got yeah. your sports ring. Um but, <laughs> but what's interesting but, too about this movie is that it came he, out. He, yeah, he, I'm it just came out in what 80, Is that right? Yeah, 87. I'm yeah. discussing 87. That was after Jedi. Yeah, yeah. So there were three films deep into the trilogy, into the, the trilogy before uh, he even made this. A lot of people thought he made it many years too late uh, because this should, should have come out in eight, nine eighty, really. But because uh, right. by then Star Wars fever had kind of died down a little bit, and suddenly he comes up with this film. I didn't care. I was like, no. But I, I think for us, at, at, when we were younger, when this came out, it was kind of perfect because you almost wanted more Star Wars content. Right, because right? they weren't making anything more really for a while. Mm-mm. So you kind of got Star Wars content, but you got to laugh at it too. Right, so it was right. kind of the perfect movie when it came out. Yeah, and and the cast of this movie, I mean, one Rick Moranis is he owns an absolute goddamn genius. He like I, I every writing an frame he's in, every facial tick he makes is fucking perfect. He's the star it's, of the movie. Let's just. Be I started real. writing an article for our website, which I never finished. Uh, I will someday about comedic performances that should have been nominated for Oscars and his, mm-hmm. this is number one. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. 
And there and is you know, also he wrote a lot like somewhere where I interviewed him. Dark, <laughs> oh, Dark Helmet. Yes, we, yeah. you do. It's fantastic. You interviewed Dark Helmet. Yeah, the con. Yeah, yeah, the con. Great. The guy That's had amazing. him down to a T. Okay. Like I gotta watch that. It, it was. It was inc- it was pretty funny. He was fun. I was like dying. I couldn't believe how good this guy had had the routine down. But uh, I always loved that he had a little necktie. Yes, on. The, yeah. little- <laughs> the costume is so genius, and the yeah. fucking I'm like, it's just. The, but this is the spoopiest of Mel Mel Brooks spoofs. Like it definitely leans into the spoof a lot more than any of his other ones really do. You call them stunt tries- doubles. Yeah, like yeah. It's, that's <laughs> they really lean into. Them. Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of those with like when he when Lone Star fucking accidentally kills the fucking the boom up. (laughs) (laughs) He did it. Uh, He did it. He did it. (laughs) Okay, I do quote this movie maybe more than any other spoof. You know, now that I think about it, we're not just doing it for a lot of money. money. We're We're doing it for a shitload of money. money. And when Barf tries to get up and he has the seatbelt on, he's like, oh, that's going to leave a mark. I say that like once a week. week. Bartholomew, I say that. That's another thing. What's your full name? Bartholomew. (laughs) Bartholomew. Yeah, this one is just a riot. The cast is insane in this. It's like, and Mel Brooks is great in both as Yogurt and as as, uh, President Scrooge. Scrooge. Which which is Brooks backwards. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Scrooge. Okay, yeah. Screwed. Oh god. I mean it's fucking it's ridiculous. This one's loaded. Like every moment Colonel Sanders. Yeah. Chicken. Yeah. Oh my god. Chicken. And then the whole now now. I mean it's truly infinitely. What happened then? Funny, she didn't look Jewish. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. There's and when they're combing the desert and they do (laughs) we ain't found shit. He he nailed he always does the 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 rule of three. With his mm-hmm. jokes, like the comb and the comb, and then it's the app. We ain't found oh, shit. shit. Yeah. Fucking Afro pick. <laughs> yeah, and that's <laughs> the whole thing, though, where they, yeah, uh, they lampoon the Star Wars hero's journey, right? Where because he's like a actually a prince or whatever, yeah. but so he's kind of like loose Skywalker and Han Solo meshed into one, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, right. um, and then there's the, and the Jewish princess, which you know Mel Brooks always right. has to have his nice little Jewish jokes uh, throughout the whole. Oh, there's thing. so many. In. Oh yeah. God, like it's surely it's infinite. This one has so many. Like it's just so packed full of jokes throughout the entire uh-huh. thing. They make fun of Alien at one point. Like it's, yes, you know it's yeah, I mean, that's great. You're right. This is his spoofiest of spoof. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact: um, Not there's, again. there's a yeah. Buffalo band on the soundtrack. Who's that? Who? Um, I think Raven. I think they were called. Hmm. They're in the, yeah. that scene, the diner scene, the, as a song playing in the background, and the band is from Buffalo. Ah, yeah. well, look at that. Mm. Buffalo oh. coming back. <sighs> well, yeah, big, anyway, big. we could talk all night on this one. Can't film. keep him down. Yeah, but this is this is one of the greatest comedies of all time. Have we played the trailer? Can... We should watch the trailer. Yeah. Just so oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Before we bail on it, you must watch the trailer. On a time warp, deep in outer space, there lived the most sinister villain in the universe, Dark Helmet. I can't breathe in this thing! Space bullets. They must have hypersets on that thing! And what do we got on this thing? A Cuisinart? Starring Mel Brooks. It's for you. As President Scrooge. Who is it? Daphne Zuniga as Princess Vespa. She doesn't look Jewish. John Candy hey, as Bart. 
Bill Pullman as Lone Star. Ludicrous speed! Go! <laughs> Mel Brooks as the magnificent yogurt. Don't make a fuss. I'm just plain yogurt. <laughs> Rick Moranis as Dark Sullivan. Why don't we take a five-minute break? Baseball. The movie. Smoke if you got him. And may the shorts be with you. Okay. All right. And that we're was back. hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> If but you yeah. think that's funny, go watch the rest of the movie. <laughs> I used to when I I had I rented this movie from like the local video store, and I actually took a cassette recorder up to the TV and recorded the the song "Spaceballs" in the closing credits, and I Baseball. listened to it all the time. Yeah, yeah. That's I'll, probably one of the only things I don't really love about this movie. I kind of thought that was kind of a dumb song. Oh, it's totally that stupid. Was, it's super stupid. Yeah. It, but yeah. that's kind of what makes it funny, you know. Yeah. Right. The end but, when the whole place, the whole ship is coming apart and they're playing that song, um, yeah. right? Like, oh, it's so great. Um, well, Close the three ring circus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, oh, they also end up spoofing. I'm um, the bearded Planet lady. The what are you? One of the yeah, freaks? It's a really good spoof, <laughs> yeah. not just of Star Wars, just of sci-fi tropes in general. It's just so yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. And um, it's great. Oh, and they do that whole thing when we were talking about with the, with the Shatner bit. Yeah, like Mel Brooks does the exact same thing where he's playing, you know, President um, Scrooge. Scrooge, and and he's like, she's he's like, oh, Scotty will beam you down, and then he's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, and then he be, he beams him down, but he's on backwards. He's like, why didn't somebody tell me this is so fat? And then he How goes many? back up, and he's like, they're like, we can beam you back down. He's like, no, and then he opens the door, and he's in the room, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, no more fucking, beaming. Yeah, no more beaming. <laughs> It's fucking funny. That movie is goddamn funny. And I'm Jesus, surrounded by rip- assholes. Yeah, it's every right, time I on, watch that movie. I, I, the only thing, last thing I'll say is every time I watch Spaceballs, I fucking miss Rick Moranis. Hell yeah, he well, was a fucking genius. He was so good. Well, you know, he we, only we might would, just we might start to see more of him. Well, he would only work on movies if he was like he would create his own character. Like he would help write the character. He'd write, he'd create the moments. Like his whole thing, his whole thing was like, he's a, not just an actor. He was also like a writer and performer. So like, mm-hmm. I can guarantee you him and Mel Brooks created that character together. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. You know, that's what he, Mel Brooks always said too. He would never actually make the sequel, which I'm sure they would green. They made a cartoon. Fuck which wasn't good. <laughs> but he said he would never make an actual sequel unless Rick Moranis would do it. And Rick right. Moranis retired for so long yeah. and said he would never it's do better it. For it. it, it, it seems very unlikely that we'd get a Spaceballs yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. No, another, well, one other highlight of this movie um, was uh, the inclusion of Michael Winslow. As, I was just going to say, yeah, I, another connection, I interviewed him as well. Uh, yeah. On screen radar. So there it. you go. On screen radar. Check, Check it off. So last movie. Naked right. Gun, dun, da, da, da. which kind of like sort of ends the, or I mean, I guess you could say Naked Gun 2, I think was in 2000, but it moves on to a, no. a, a diff, slightly different era of spoof movies. But but Naked Gun, now I also remember this came from a failed TV series. Was it which, um, how many was it a, ser- a series? Like how Police many squad. episodes? Police Squad. <clears throat> Police yeah, Squad, but how, many, <laughs> but how many episodes did they no. have? No. 
No, no, no. No, this was like a they made an, they it, made yeah. they made Hold a on, TV series with Leslie Nielsen in this role, and I think it got canceled halfway through the season. Right. Yeah, they it didn't was, make an entire season. It was season. called Police Squad. This yeah. the full title of Naked Gun is Naked Gun Files and Police, Police, Police Squad. Yeah. Police Squad was first, and right. it failed, unfortunately. Um, you know, but there hasn't been any real too successful spoof series. There, there was uh, also a, a movie in the, in the 50s yeah, uh, called The Naked Gun, which I don't think had anything to do. No, no. Yeah. With so, it was just this, the same title. Yeah. No, there was there was Police Squad. And then Police there Squad has movie. the funniest line, I think, in the history of comedy. It's, you can find it online. It's super short. It's Leslie Nielsen walks into an office and this guy starts talking and he goes, wait, who are you? And Leslie Nielsen goes, I'm a locksmith. And he goes, the guy goes, who are you? And how'd you get in here? He goes, I'm a locksmith. And I'm a locksmith. locksmith. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good fucking line. Yeah. But uh so it's it's obviously from that. Now this is brothers and then coming kind of back to form a little bit. Um oh, know, I think less, a lot of much le- yeah, way less abstract than than like top secret. But I just watched this this afternoon and it is so fucking funny. It's tight. Like it is tight. Nice it is this is, I think, the their epoch. Like they reached mm-hmm. a level of of understanding of spoof movies from the ones that they have done. And it's not that they didn't do any other ones that were good after that. They did. Like the sequels to these movies were all pretty funny, but this movie is fucking hysterical, and it is well, so it's, loaded. It's a Leslie Nielsen vehicle. Like he just he's right. so goddamn fucking this is this is, but also he plays it so straight that like this is oh. where you also find the perfect spoof movie actor of all mm-hmm. time and he comes in in the late 80s but he rules spoof movies in the 90s and they're all hit and miss but leslie nielsen is so fucking good it's ridiculous he it's also has the best villain now, don't Ricardo forget there's a... as the villain in oh, this one <clears throat> they're, they're and, all... and there's a there's a pretty killer performance by oj simpson too oh yeah, yeah pretty killer yeah. yeah killer yeah totally killer <laughs> i mean there are so many sight gags in this like it is so bonkers like and that's what leslie nielsen <clears throat> not only was he great at being the straightest of straight men he also is great at physical comedy like super fucking good right. at it like there's i mean you mean the, everybody... the scene where he's in the in the room with bingo where he opens that, he trashes the entire the roof where the fucking penis is hanging down yeah. and he's like ah he's trying to get up no but the, if you if you realize why that scene works is the entire scene previously they set up all the gags you don't realize it he's like this fish is yep. this fighting fish it's worth billions and then there's this painting that's you know they set it all up that like this whole room is, mm-hmm. and and then also the the the, the piano the, what is it the piano that plays itself so they show yeah. you everything that's going right. to happen they set the stage then they just let Leslie Nielsen wreak havoc on it. And like, yep. it's truly a masterclass on like how to do good comedy, which is like, you trust the audience to be paying attention so that when, you know, leading them to the joke and then when it happens, it's a total payoff. That entire scene yep. is just one payoff after another. Even the film even starts off great with the, 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 um, the opening credits is you're, you're supposed to be like behind, like you see the, the police light on top of the car, but then yeah. you're on like a roller coaster and <laughs> yeah, you're in people's houses. Yes. It's, it's fucking ridiculous from beginning to end. Like, and I, you know, I was talking to Tom earlier and the one, one thing, the couple things in there, like when you pay attention to it, like the amount like of, of thought and money that went into jokes that are so 
Yeah, just off the cuff. one-offs. One-offs, like, yeah. He runs into everything. Every time he stops his car, he smashes <laughs> into something or he backs into something. But when they're at the airport at the beginning, he backs into the luggage carts. And then later, they're in the car talking back and forth. And when they pull up the police station, there's like four luggage carts attached to the car. Like, that's that's not yeah. the easiest rig to do. And like, you know, it's just like, but there's so many jokes like that that are so subtle. And like, again, another payoff. You don't even think about it when they're talking. Yeah, they reward the audience for paying attention mm-hmm. is what it is. Yep. It's like they don't they trust you to be smart. I love the um the the music sequence when he falls in love and they do like their uh <laughs> what is like that old sequence yeah. is Everything. fucking absurd like rodeo and they're everywhere and they're just like and they're just the laughing <laughs> and then at the end it's, that was the best that's day of thing. my life i love like, when they're running on the beach like in slow motion they clothesline the couple like, yeah they, that's what i mean like Dude, it's, it's ridiculous they they really reward you in this movie for paying attention but uh it is so let me ask funny. you can you remember what actually is the plot because this is the thing that i'm like Yes. What the fuck was the okay, plot? so well, <laughs> I just watched it. So, yeah, but okay, so basically, Leslie Jesse Jackson's is, gonna kill the queen. I must right, kill. Yeah, the or queen. Not, yeah, not yeah, not Jesse, but uh, Reggie. Reggie Jackson. Jackson. But, Reggie yeah. Jackson. Right. Yeah. yeah. But but Same it's basically difference. he's like this fucking kind of bumbling but great detective, and and uh, there's this plot basically to fucking assassinate the the queen queen elizabeth the second doesn't matter (laughs) at a baseball game and he has to stop it and that's the general plot really um you know and who cares it doesn't matter like Like, for example it's a dumb cop to stop it he has to pose as an umpire remember and then yeah yeah strike <laughs> then he just yeah. gets to lean yeah, he's so doing the dances he starts to love it yeah yeah that's it's what i mean like this movie god it's i think it's the zucker funny. brothers learned what they they did well in airplane they learned what they did actually even better sometimes in top secret but then went two out of you know left field whatever and they reined it in and put it all yeah. into this movie that's why i feel like you're right this is them at like their high water mark like this right. is like they never uh, watch the trailer yes let's watch the trailer let's watch the trailer to naked gun this city there's crime on every street but one man has seen enough he's lieutenant frank drebin whatever scum did this not one man on this force will rest for one minute until he's behind bars now let's grab a bite to eat he's a good cop who's having a bad day his best friend everyone should have a friend like you is in a coma as soon as nordberg is better He's welcome back at police squad. But I wouldn't wait until the last minute to fill out those organ donor cards. His girlfriend asked him to look her up. Nice beaver. Thank you. I just had it stuffed. Let me help you with that. And his city is in the hands of a master criminal with a sinister plan. I must kill the queen. How can any police story contain this much action? This much romance? I like cops. Or this much baseball? Starring Leslie Nielsen, a cop who's always on the alert. Mikhail Gorbachev. I knew it. Queen Elizabeth, everyone's favorite queen. Priscilla Presley, a woman who really cooks. How hot and wet do you like it? Ricardo Montalban. I'm in. Frank. You're both right. 
George Kennedy, the partner with an appetite for danger. O.J. Simpson, as you've never seen him before. And Reggie Jackson in his first dramatic role. In a movie so big, it had to be filmed in color. The Naked Gun, from the files of Police Squad. See you then. And that was a great trailer too, guys. And Whoa. they made Naked Gun, uh, what is it, 22 and a half, and then they, The Smell of Fear, and they did 33, and, Gun, a third. 33 and a third, which, by the way, are still fun and entertaining. Like, I'll watch those. Yeah. But they Listen, never re reached Nielsen the height of this one. is a master. And, <laughs> yeah. and, um, and no matter how bad the spook movie is, and when we when we go on and we talk about the next generation, and we probably should just wrap it up about talking about from the nineties <laughs> yeah, to let's, today, let's because there's it. not much to say after two thousand and one. No, Space Odyssey. Um, but yeah, the nineties like, uh, has good stuff coming though. Like I feel like the, the Zuckerberg Zucker brothers did with. Um, there are some you may have forgotten about, like Loaded Weapon. They're hot which shots. Is so fun. Hot, hot shots, shots and loaded weapon, do. which are both like, uh, brothers. The uh, what's it called? The Ashin yeah. and uh, Estevez. Emilio Estevez. Yeah. Are strong efforts. Those are the great. first ones of both of those. The are sequels really good. to Naked Gun. Yeah, you got the Wayne's uh, brothers. The Wayne's uh, brothers coming hot, dude. Don't yeah. drink your juice while, while, or yeah, and, while and, don't be a menace to while drinking your juice in the hood. Dude, that one is um, really good. And we didn't do I'm yes. Gonna Get You Sucker. It's incredible. The first one is I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, which I think was in this era and we didn't cover it. Was right? it? Yeah, yeah, that was their first one. Yeah, which racist. The 80s. which is really yeah, funny. Yes, we are. That's oh, that was so racist. I'm Gonna Get You Sucker was brilliant. Wait, let's look it up. What is I'm, let's hope I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. I love that right. film, man. And that's the way that's, ah, damn that it. launched the Wayans Brothers. I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, which has a great soundtrack. Our good uh, theme song. That was essentially launched. Uh, Shit, it was 1988. We suck. We are racist. We're super sorry. That movie's genius, dude. I would. And cover you should that watch it. No, that um, one is really. Yeah, what's what? this we stuff? <laughs> I say, hey, listen. I say we do this. I say we um we we take that one and put it into the into the 90s one to for okay. the Wayans brothers to cover their career because the, literally right, they, that was 80. That was 80. Fair enough. I know, but guns, the truth so is the Wayans it brothers launched the 90s. But the Waynes brothers also, keep the spoof. Well, movie hey, we alive. bended the rules with airplane being in yeah. 1980, so we can bend them the other way. No, and I'll do yeah. it just to like we should really give Waynes brothers credit because like when we're gonna talk about them in the 90s, they reinvented and kept the spoof movie alive. If it wasn't for them, it yeah. would not have them persisted. and Phil Bowman. Yeah, Phil Bowman was their like one of their main writers. He he started out and then Living Color with them, and then he wrote Scary Movie and he wrote yeah, which uh, Scary Movie uh, is don't. He wrote so Don't, be a, Don't yeah. be a Menace. Don't, he was yeah. a writer on okay. that. And he was a writer on uh, fucking tons of the, the Wings yeah. Brothers. We stuff, had limited so. time anyway. Like we also didn't cover um uh Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, whatever. The uh, oh, right. yeah, that's another great one. So there's a lot of ones Steve we Martin. missed. Steve Martin, which of course we can't recover cover the eighties had so many great spoof movies. Yeah. Like there's so many. There's there's a few others that but yeah. Like and then the nineties has has some great ones too. I don't think overall quality wise and like, but you know, the eighties is the era where the spoof movie really found its footing and and then of course things are going to change from there. Yeah, um, and I think the Wayne's brothers really made it more popular to like a wider audience. 
Um, yeah. Because, you know, and we'll get into the, the why of that, because I think they were spoofing very like we're saying how some of these were spoofing old movies from like decades ago, old genres. The Wayne's brothers are spoofing very relevant new movies like they, they there was were also Pootie Tang in the 90s. Yeah. Which which wasn't that written by uh, the jerk off guy? Louis C.K. wrote that. Uh, yeah. Louis C.K. Or he directed it. Yeah. Anyway, he wrote it. Sorry, Louis. That's what you're known as, buddy. That's Chris. Don't jerk off in front of people. It's just rule number one. Isn't that Chris Rock? No, was it? He was in that one. Yeah, he started it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. He's the star. He was Pootie Tang. Um, But that's speaking of sexual assaults. uh, uh, (laughs) Naked Gun uh, had had a a pretty decent amount of like sexual sexual assault. Oh well, the, um, the, yeah, the, the sexual assault, the concrete dildo. There oh, was yeah. like the, nice the, the like gas-powered fisting machine, which I think is a callback to Top Secret. Yeah. Um, and uh, like uh, nice beaver. Thanks. I just oh, had. I just had stuff. stuff. Yeah, she had to. Oh yeah, there's a, there's the a Zucker Brothers always were good at. They're really good, good at that comedy, stuff. Yeah. And I, I mean, I I remember seeing that and and like you know thinking that it was funny. And not, you know, I mean, I, I was pretty young when I well, saw we're that, about it. Was, it was in the nineties, and it gets <laughs> yeah. grosser, way. Right. Grosser. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They lean away from the actual like funny sex comedy stuff, like literally, like the uh, we talked about him like pulling himself up with the concrete dildo. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Fucking funny. Like, those psych gags are so goddamn funny. No, it gets it, or, or know, the full body condom. I also believe in safe sex, but and he, they're in the full body. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> that's comedy. Comedy yeah. always pushes the envelope. Yeah. So if the envelope's here. The next day, the um, the decade, the envelope's going yeah. here. You know, gets, well, they go into the lean push. into the gross out. And the how 90s you get was, today, where it's yeah. like, no, you get canceled. Yeah, right. Well, no, but the the gross out comedy of the '90s was like that was so much of it too. It was pushing the envelope yeah. to make it disgusting and gross. The late '90s and the early, but the late ni- the '90s yeah. really was the em- where they started really pushing gross out humor. Like, well, I'm excited, and it wasn't years, just the Wayne Wayne's Brothers. It was also uh, like American you know, Pie. Remember that was like yeah, American Pie, like and the guys, the Farrelly Brothers. Who, Fairly yeah. brothers. Yeah. I mean, you do you, you know, they were just like, let's just see how gross we can actually yeah. make shit in in cinema that you know, which God is something yeah, well, which is something that like Trey Parker and Matt Stone have been doing, except yeah. they just keep doing cartoons because they can get away with so much. Can I just there. have a prediction though? Everybody getting so butthurt over cancel culture stuff and, and like, basketball. There's cycles though, man. Oof. Cycles yeah. will come back around. Like people will like that's what I mean. There hasn't been a good spoof movie in a long time. Like they'll come no. back. Like they will come back. Let's hope so. They will. It's it's the we cycles of, ton, of, of popular culture, man. Anyway. All right. Let's so that was John Woo comes back. Too. Yeah, we can talk about your 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 uh, script, Nick. Oh Jesus! Which one, Nick? Is like so many. Spoof I have a couple. Yeah. I have a couple spoof movies, but and they're no, all but funny. Jack, all listen, funny. Jackie Woo is fucking funny. Jackie Woo's hard on. Just make sure that's. We- that's one title of the profits. Our sad losses in was that you, you wrote that too, right? Was that oh, you yeah. Hard, yeah. Think of that name, yeah. like Hard Target, Die Hard. We wrote Hard On. Jackie Wu's Hard On. That's hard a great on. spoof name. Anyway, okay. So let's <laughs> it wrap is. it up. Let's let us our audience know what's the. I, I actually wait. Just what? you know, I actually pitched that to the writer I know who I'm hoping yeah. to get out here, but I don't want to mention names. Uh, and he fucking thought it was one of the best ideas he'd heard in forever. Well, it's definitely a good title. Jackie Wu's heart on it. He's like, holy shit. He's like, that's brilliant. Yeah. He's like, that's super fucking smart. It's unfortunate that didn't get made. Yeah. Timing's everything. And if you want to see more of this brilliance, uh, <laughs> we you can find it on 
ScreenRadar.com, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, 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 Twitter. You can find me at Luconian Logic on Instagram and on Twitter. You can and find me at I totally fucking don't remember. Yeah. I'm on Instagram as uh, Tom underscore Curly C A S. And Twitter, you're on Curly Sound. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I bet I never use that. <laughs> I know. I Jeff think Heller maybe once somewhere. you've like... Jeff, like Heller. Jeff Heller something. Just go uh, to Screen Radar. I do. Screen Radar. I, I, yeah, I, know, screen. I know you're all clamoring to find us. Yeah. All, right. <laughs> all right. Cool. Well, thanks, everyone. And thanks, thanks Mom. Send us a message if you do. Tune in next you time. Are.